We're still trying to figure out some TikToks that we can do. We could do. Would you do a dance? What they get get sturdy? Like- <laughs> Is that what it's called? Or get turkey? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to a little bit of everything podcast. I'm Allie and I'm here with my co-host Scotty. Hi Allie. It's good to see you. Oh my gosh. It's so good to see you. It's been a while. (laughs) Uh, We live together and we are engaged and we have six kids between us ages ranging from 10 to 20. On this podcast, we chat about a little bit of everything. Our main focus is on dating, relationships, and parenting in a blended family household. We will talk about finances, our careers, mental health, movies, and other things that impact our relationship with each other and our kids. Last week, we mentioned that we met in May of 2022, and we were engaged in September of 2022. In this episode, we will take you through a more detailed timeline of how that happened, And then we will explore one of the five love languages, how it translates into dating and relationships, and how you can use them in parenting. And just to start off, on our last episode, I don't think we mentioned how we met. I think you mentioned it. I think you might have mentioned it. But if not, okay, we met on Hinge, and you could hear the voice of someone. Yeah, which I think makes a big difference. I don't think Bumble has that feature. I also am not sure if Bumble has a video feature. No, but I think Bumble, you can have voice conversations. I don't know if you can. Re- yes, you can yes. record. Once you get into the messaging part. Ladies, go first. <laughs> That's horseshit, by the way. Did guys. I tell you that I didn't know that? <laughs> that there was a time limit on Bumble? No, so, I didn't know that. So when I got on Bumble, I didn't know there was a time limit. So on Bumble, you you swipe right for yes and swipe left for no. And then if two people swipe right on each other, it's a match. Mm-hmm. And then the woman has 24 hours to message first. They have to go first. And then... I think the guy has 24 hours after that to respond. I didn't know that. And I'm just sitting there one night, just swipe, 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 swipe. And then like then I go to bed and then the next morning I have like, I don't know, 15 or 20 countdown clocks. And I'm like, holy crap, I can't talk to this many people at one time. Yeah. So I was much more cautious with my swipes after that. Yes. All right. Anyway, I don't usually talk on the phone or even text a bunch before a first date, but because we had a little bit of time before our first meeting, I was willing to bend that rule. We were doing a lot of uh, voice chats on Hinge, so it's important we mention that. Um, It seemed like it was a conversation, but not continuous. It was continuous, but it wasn't instantaneous. So Allie would talk for a long period of time. And then I'd listen to that. Then I would respond. And it, it felt like a phone conversation, but with p- big pauses. And then at some point, we gave each other numbers and I, the phone calls came. And then obviously, that was even smoother. Mm-hmm. So, until, until I fell asleep well, <laughs> on the yeah, phone. Yeah, but we, we didn't have, you didn't do that too bad until after we had met. So you, you can tell the story about that if we haven't already. Well, we would talk a lot on the phone. And you are a night owl. You can stay up until 
midnight or 1 a.m. without a problem. And I'm not so much like that, but I was so excited to talk to you that I would stay up and I would end up falling asleep. It ended up laying a really strong foundation for us. The conversations were effortless. I mean, I've never talked to anybody where not only did I want to keep talking, that the substance was rich and meant something every time. I'm like, I feel close to this person. I haven't even seen her. I've seen a picture of her, but I haven't met her. And Because it, it was just substance. The substance was just intense, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we did get to our first date. It was at a little tapas restaurant that I love. And I think we spent three hours there. I really enjoyed our time together. And I remember laughing a lot because you're hilarious. You're the funnier one of us. Right? I'm the headliner. <laughs> We're still working on that. Some days I'm not. But I first met Allie, you know, I was it was new because it was the first time we had seen each other in person. So there's a little bit of an awkwardness, but it, it it didn't last long. We sat down, and within one laugh, I was like, "Oh, this is that that girl. <laughs> this is her." And she smiled, and I just I I like I like this gal. I really liked you too. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I did, uh, and I thought you were very kind and thoughtful, and also very funny. I thought you were funny too, and Thanks. we talk about that. A lot of the people we meet, we tend to be the the funny one, so it's funny that we both are the funny ones. <laughs> so it's hard to have a headliner. But the one thing I do remember is when we left, I had parked closer to the restaurant, and I wanted to walk across the. Sh- I didn't know what to do, honestly. I had parked across the street. I didn't. At that point, I just knew I didn't want you to leave. So we mm-hmm. sat out front for a long time, and some guy came by selling socks or something like that. <laughs> and I just remember it was kind of like, oh, okay, I'll buy some socks. And I wanted to hug you. I wanted to, I wanted to kiss you. Knowing, even though I felt close to you, I didn't know if it was appropriate because it was our first date, right? But in my mind, I go, I've known this person for a long time now. So at that point, I, you know, I just, I don't think, do we, we must have hugged at least, right? We did hug. Okay. And then um, you could tell me what you were thinking when you left, because I didn't know about it until later. Well, as I mentioned on the last episode, if this didn't work, I was going to take a break from dating. I was burned out. And I had really probably not given a lot of people a fair shot. I was looking for reasons to, I was still hesitant to commit. I have, you know, silly reasons that I stopped seeing people like doesn't eat raw cookie dough or I don't know what else. What else do I have? One guy had like 26 reptiles. I think that's a valid reason. I think when you're not ready, you can find a reason for anything. And I think. So what happened was we hugged goodbye and you got in your car on our side of the street and I walked across the street and went to my car And I immediately text Rachel, who is my best friend and who I tell everything to. And I'm like, well, he didn't walk me to my car. (laughs) I was like, she's like, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel. I'm (laughs) glad you. But you know, it's fun. No, I I do appreciate that because you needed someone to. I'm glad she was there for you at that point because I liked you. But to be fair, I did not get into my car until you got into your car. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so sweet. I made sure you were safe. Oh. 
So maybe I, I don't, I never said that, but I never left until you left. All right. So I would have been there to get that guy with the socks. <laughs> if that son of a bitch was yeah. an undercover something. <laughs> right. So yeah. thank So shout out to Rachel. Thank you. Then we went, we decided on our second date and we decided to see the movie Maverick. I wanted to see a movie with Allie. I, I, it was, it's tough because I wanted to spend time with her, but I don't remember probably 70, well, 50% of that movie. Really? So I was so lost in, in awe and wonder of you, of how happy I was to be with you. Oh and God. at some point, Allie put her arm on my, her hand on my arm, like almost like she was comfortable with me. And I, was, I wasn't expecting that. I don't know if you remember that. You were I rubbing my arm. Yeah. And then at that point, I go, oh, she must like me. <laughs> well, and I was just, the whole time I was just thinking about the, looking at you and being happy. And I go, well, I'm definitely going to kiss this chick before I get out of this movie. You kissed me before the movie started. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I'm pretty sure it was in the movie. During the movie? Yeah. When was it after I there. touched your arm? You were touching my arm, and during the movie, I kissed you. Oh. All right. I have a bad memory, so. No, you don't. But I was in the. We were in the front row of that one area. I, I remember that. And I definitely because I it was a calculated thing. I go, I'm kissing her, okay. and this is how it's going to happen. And then you were just on cloud nine and don't remember the rest of the movie. I don't remember some of the movies that you. That, there's points in the movie where you told me something. I go, is that what happened? <laughs> and then I saw the movie later with my son, and <laughs> I'm like, God, I miss a lot of this movie, <laughs> but it was worth it because. I was so happy. Oh. It could have been. And then when we left, we kissed a bunch. Like, in the, we held hands out to the car and kissed in the parking lot. Yeah. Like so little high schoolers. So then our availability to meet for dates was narrowed down to Wednesdays and Thursdays, which were the only non-kid days for both of us at that time. But on Memorial Day, we were both off of work and kidless. And every year on Memorial Day, I go to a specific cemetery to visit family members who passed away and a friend who I lost years ago. Due to the distance of the cemetery from my house, it was going to take up most of the day for me to do this. And normally I would not suggest a cemetery as a good location for a date, but I figured I want to spend time with him. So I'm doing this. I'm going to ask if he wants to go. And I knew it was a big ask because it's also kind of a personal thing and some people may not have felt comfortable with it. Uh, I didn't want you to feel, you know, any pressure or anything. So if you had said no, it would have been totally okay. But you agreed to go and we ended up having a really good time. Yes, it was funny because I'd mentioned that to a couple people. So we're going on our third date. They're like, where are you going? Well, she invited me to go to the uh, cemetery to look for her... <laughs> Great great grandparents and some other cats, and um, red flag, <laughs> and and that's how some people might see it. And to me, but they didn't have the conversations we already had. Mm -hmm. They didn't know we had this foundation of conversation. This wasn't like out of the blue. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was a special. I I felt that. Oh my God, this gal likes me. She's inviting me to something that's personal to her. And it was very special. To me, it was apparent that I meant something to you in some fashion that you'd give me that opportunity to go with you. And it was fun. We got to look at all the headstones that, you know, give you some peace if you needed a moment to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then we found a real nice 
place and had lunch and I it was incredible it was fun and yeah it was a great date yeah I think that might be my favorite date we've had really good dates the Halsey the Halsey concert too yeah the we'll talk about some of the other things we've done that we think were clever (laughs) but there's a lot of things you can do if you have a partner that is open to explore things that's Mm -hmm. the hard part is finding someone that you can spend time with even if you're um What's it called when you you take oysters out of the shell? Shuck. Yeah, if we were shucking, <laughs> that's all. It didn't matter. That was, but it's fun that we. Yeah, we can have fun doing anything. Yeah, so maybe we'll go shucking sometime. Okay. But go on. Both of our leases ended in the summer, and after a lot of discussion, we decided to take a huge leap and move into a house together. Moving day was crazy. But we moved all of the big stuff in one day. It was a very long day. And I had a very large car at the time, and I spent weeks moving smaller boxes from both Scotty's house and my house when I had the time. And at that point, I started a new job, and it helped tremendously. And on the weekend, I had a friend come out, um, Doug, who I appreciate coming out. I don't know if his experience was the same. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was. But he helped you know, he helped me, Allie, and her son moved everything from my place to the rest of it, the rest of the items from her place. And then and then about a month and a half later, we traded in my very large car for a smaller car with more practical everything. But the main driver was the gas mileage. It was costing quite a bit to fill that sucker up. So to celebrate, Scotty suggested going to dinner at the restaurant where we had our first date. Indeed. And it was more important to me than her, I think, because I had other things in mind. And she's like, well, I guess we could go. I can shower or let's do this. And, well, we can look at the car for this period of time. Like, no, we got to be here at 6. We got to be here at 6. And you're like, why do we have to be there at 6? We got to be there at 6. And I was trying so hard to be, to be accommodating and not show my hand. Um, I'll stop there. We did get the car. We were out by 4.30. Go ahead. I can't believe you remember that. I was a little irritated that you were being so pushy about I was, the time. You know, and, and I wanted to shower. I was biting I was my lip. Sw- I was in sweats. I, I know. I felt icky. I wanted to get ready and be all pretty for our date. So he eventually let me, well, not let me, but, you know, acquiesced and said okay go shower and I'm glad that you did because then we get there we're sitting at the same table that was at our first date right yes and then Scotty proposed to me do you want to talk about that so Ali knows and I don't know because I'm an older guy I I, I get emotional (laughs) I never was this emotional in my life maybe because I really connect with Ali and care about her I wrote out a proposal and I think part of me knew it was going to be hard to read or I might forget. I didn't want to forget anything in that proposal. I think I was crying before I even started reading it. I think so too. And so I had this paper in my hand. She's going, Oh, I wonder what that is. And she goes, do you want me to read that for you? I go, yes, (laughs) but probably crying. So I gave it to her and then you read it. And what did you read? How much you loved me. (laughs) What was it? You didn't know what it was when I gave it to you. No, I just thought it was really sweet. I was wondering why it was, it was an email to yourself, I think. 
Oh, because I had that email letter at the top <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, why isn't this in a card or something? If I'm re- I like, I didn't understand. And then I got to the end and you like put your hand over it and then you got down on one knee. I, yeah, I pointed to me. Like I said, that's, that's, my, that's my line. Yes. It's my cue. And then I proposed as best I could. I think it was very sweet. You did a great job. I loved it. And what did you say? I said yes. <laughs> and then um, we sat down and it, one of the waitress or barkeep or someone came over and she's like, couldn't help but notice you guys celebrating a special occasion or something and gave us a couple glasses of champagne. Mm-hmm. And since then, we celebrated our first Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's together. Some of our kids' birthdays, and we will celebrate our own birthdays together for the first time in the next few months. We set a date for our wedding, and we started planning. We were planning on September of this year. We had a location and saved the dates and invites, and you even had a suit. But the cost and the stress really started to impact our relationship in a negative way, and it wasn't really fun to plan anymore. We decided to pivot from a wedding and plan a trip that will be our honeymoon instead. I know Allie has always pointed out to her that she didn't want a wedding and I told her I wanted a wedding because I never really had a wedding. I want to, I want to clarify. I don't, I don't need a wedding, but I wanted to be supportive of what you wanted. And I know that it just seemed like it might make more sense. And, but yeah, I liked, I got excited about using some of that money that I, you know, that we reserved for this um, potential stressor and making it in something that could be enjoyable. But it's certainly going to be a, a memorable experience that I don't know if we could have done it soon if we didn't do it with this money. Mm-hmm. So I think that that will offset any wedding. Wedding blues. Non-wed- <laughs> I don't have non-wedding a, blues. No, I, I, I think I again like when my mom died, I felt committed to the you know marrying that person. Now I feel like I needed a special wedding. I would love to profess my love to you, to everybody I know, and I think we're gonna find a way to do that mm-hmm. through some, um, some Sup- Super Bowl party. And, well, no, put it, put oh, it on Facebook. No, but you also. <laughs> It will do everything we need mm-hmm. at the time, and it will make more sense down the road. And we're excited to be planning a trip, and that will be something fun for us to do together. Yes. Yeah. So transitioning into our topic of love languages, during our short time together, Scotty and I have expressed our love for each other with every love language. Scotty and I have the same two top love languages, quality time and physical touch. Would you agree that those are your top Two? Yeah, those are those are two that are important to both of us for sure. And even within those two love languages, though, we have our differences about what they mean for us. So quality time is really important to me, but time to myself is equally important. And Scotty doesn't have that same need for space and downtime. So communicating these needs and expectations to each other is very key in a relationship. And it takes work. Sometimes I'm feeling edgy and I haven't stopped to think about why. So I might do things that express that irritability, like make a smart ass comment. (laughs) And if I stop to think about it, I might realize that I need a break from all humans for a little bit. 
but you actually are very good at identifying this in me, probably because you're on the receiving end of those snarky remarks. (laughs) But even if I am aware, it can be challenging for me to ask for time to myself because it feels selfish. And also, I can want to spend time with you and need to spend time by myself at the same time. You know, my desire can be, I want to spend time with you, but I'm feeling like I need to be alone and not have sounds around me. To be fair, Allie has her kids more often. She has younger kids and they're not necessarily my children, but you know, I do care and look out for them when they're in my, my, in my vicinity, when they're with us. Mm -hmm. So I can see all these fucking (laughs) pestering kids, (laughs) just mom, mom, mom. And then I'm like, Oh God. Oh, Ellie, Ellie. You know, I'm like, (laughs) and then, so that's all going on. Once that shit calms down and then you got the older kid, Hey mom, I need to go to work. And it's just like, it's just, I go, I can see how overwhelming and I can see where I, the decompression is probably needed more than I need it. Cause I don't have my kids during the week. Mm-hmm. I get them on weekends and they're older. I, I have to try to be mindful and it's hard because I want my time and that's selfish. So I got to just say, Hey, do you need to be alone? <laughs> and there are edgy moments. I go, are you, are you okay? Are you folding <laughs> shit? <laughs> That's Are t- you organizing things? If I see <laughs> Allie organizing shit or folding shit, it's time to give her a break. <laughs> I mean, she'll start folding shit. She'll fold shit she don't need to fold just to get a moment alone. Well, just so you know, I do want to spend time with you, but I need to de- decompress first so that I can be my best self for you when we spend that time together. I do think our physical touch aligns fairly well. We both enjoy holding hands and snuggling on the couch, and neither one is against a little public display of affection. If you haven't heard of the five love languages, there are five main ways that all of us give and receive love. And the concept of love languages was developed by uh, Dr. Gary Chapman. He wrote a book called The Five Love Languages, The Secret to love that lasts. And he describes these uh, five styles of communicating love. I will say, I believe the book is faith-based and I don't recall because I read it decades ago, if it has a lot of Christianity woven into it. There is a lot of information online about the different love languages. So if you are not interested in reading the book, there's a lot of research you can do to figure out your love languages or your partners or your kids without the religion. Five main languages, love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And I think there are a few other secret languages that we will talk about in a future episode. Most people have one or two top love languages, and I think he says that they don't really change, but I think they can change. I think they do. You do. And I think I think the person you're with can help define what love language you can express. So, But maybe the love language you have with me would have been different with someone else. Mm. Also, you've changed. So I think it also changes as you grow. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just an observation. I shouldn't say that's definite. That's just a philosophy. Scott Salvati endorsed. Do- doctor. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if that's true, but it seems like that. I think it's changed for me over the years. Also, I wonder if 
one isn't being addressed at all, that kind of highlights a need. And so it feels like a top love language at the time. (laughs) I didn't even know what the hell love languages were until about six months ago when you were talking about them. Really? But I didn't really understand that there were five of them. Oh, well, you're welcome. Yeah. So (laughs) how can you know what love language you are? I mean, now I can look back. If you don't know they exist. Yeah. Sure. I, well, that's like, why, I don't even know what they that's are. That's why it's important to so discuss. You, yeah. Anybody out there that didn't know this, don't feel bad because you oh, might not no. be alone. Yeah, yeah. No, of course not. There are a lot of free quizzes online too and quizzes for kids. The first love language we are going to discuss is gifts. So gifts is a pretty straightforward love language. You feel loved when people give you visual symbols of love. It's not necessarily about the monetary value, uh, so it doesn't translate to materialism necessarily, but it's the thought behind them. So people with this love language value the gift-giving process. They know that you're thinking about them, you've selected something specifically for them, you've considered maybe one or two options and picked this one, and you want to choose something that best represents something this person would enjoy. These people understand the emotional benefits of receiving a present. We're going to talk about how you can do this in dating and then in a committed relationship and in your parenting. Something that Scotty did early on in our dating, find out what my favorite flower was, and he would pick them up and bring them to my house or have them at his house if I was going over there, and I really loved that. I mean, I asked you a lot of questions about stuff like that, your favorite color, your favorite flower. But I started just engaging in your, your likes and seeing what you said or listen for cues of something they like mm-hmm. and make a mental note. I think some people don't take the time to do that. Write it down if well, you have also, to. Well, also, yeah, I was going to say make a note in your phone, make a list. And some people think that makes it less authentic. I just think it makes it more authentic because you don't want to forget I think it's authentic. Well, I think I, so too. Some people would say, "Well, you should just remember that about me." How the hell am I going to remember this? Right? I guess. So what if it's what? What if it's something that makes sense for Christmas and it's it's fucking June? <laughs> Here's your because snow mittens. That's how much you love me. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I loved you for six months. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? But hey. no, but that is a good idea is uh, to take notes. So some other ideas in early dating could be giving someone their favorite candy, a scented candle. They have some, it doesn't have to be expensive. They have like $3 ones at Target that smell really good. Uh, A coffee mug, merch from your favorite movie or band, bath bombs, a book. Uh, If they have a hobby, something that goes along with that. Those are little things you can do to show someone that you're dating that you care about them. Uh, One thing that I did for you is when you were coming over to stay the night at my house, I put together a little dop kit for you with like travel size products. And I went into your bathroom. I took pictures of everything so I could look at the brand and make sure I got the right brand at the store. Yes, she Um, got some good stuff. And, you know, I still use that bag. mm -hmm. Just not. I I use it more for work now, but I did use it occasionally to come to your place. It was a real thoughtful gift. And. I never, I never really had a travel bag. I had um, a backpack with shit in it, and I'd leave. It sounds so childish, but it was a great gift. It was very thoughtful. 
So moving on to a committed relationship or living together, one thing that you did for me or have done for me is I I love mugs. I love coffee mugs to the point where my son, who although currently has not done the dishes recently, <laughs> cut me off from getting more mugs because he when he was unloading the dishwasher, he's like, there's so many mugs in here. And we had had some cereal bowls that had broken and I think we only had like three cereal bowls. He's like, why do we, you drink one cup of coffee, like what you use one cup a day and you have like 50 mugs and we have three cereal bowls and there's four of us in this house. Like, <laughs> he was like, make it make sense. We watched this a show, Yellowstone. There were these mugs and I just said, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with those mugs. I love them. And then like two days later, there's a box at the door with four, four of those mugs. And there was another show where you did that too with mugs. And then- <laughs> we'll go to the movies and I'll be like, oh, I love that chandelier. And he's like, you're not getting that. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I sure like that Porsche. <laughs> well, that me, Porsche is staying on the fucking screen. <laughs> me saying I like something is not necessarily an invitation for you to purchase it. Although I do appreciate that you are paying attention. To her credit, she did retire some mugs I did. not too long ago. It's painful. So now I can go out and buy some more mugs. <laughs> And we do have at least six bowls I can attest to. <laughs> so that's we bullshit. No. We did get more bowls. I, I was going to say one of the things that- well, we I, combined our bowls. <laughs> oh, I got little bowls. That's why you got. That's why you doubled your bowls. Because I had four bowls. You had four. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That was for me and my three kids. That's why, that's why I wanted to move in with you. To get my bowls? For your bowls. I knew it. Allie- so she's an organizer. So her gifts sometimes are also acts of services. So one of the things she did for me is I I, I take a lot of vitamins and it, and it's a pain to put it together every day. And then I go on these trips to, <laughs> you know, for work. And I'm like, oh, I got to get all the bottles and pour them in the thing. Well, Allie bought me this um, daily pill holder, and so instead of so it's really cool because it has it all organized, and she's even filled it out or filled them up for me, which I really appreciate. And then I can take Tuesday or Wednesday and then just take that with me. And the other thing that was kind of cool, I broke my Fitbit once, and then my brother gave me his um, Fitbit that he got from his kids, and I broke it again. And Allie had bought me an Apple Watch, which I wanted one, but I just didn't just I couldn't justify spending money on one. <laughs> I but, can justify that. <laughs> so I broke it, and she's like, "Hold on!" <laughs> and she came out with the the watch. Mm -hmm. And then we wrapped up the empty box so you could still open it on Christmas. No, but it was such a great gift, and I use it. And it was a it was something I needed. It you don't even need your wallet now. I don't need the second phone. I have two phones at work, so she got me a data plan. It was helpful in so many ways, and it has a health health tools in there that we know is a big deal too. So some other things that you can do for your partner is pick out something that makes your partner's life easier, like you mentioned, getting their favorite snack at the store that doesn't have to be expensive or extravagant, um, a little piece of jewelry, concert tickets, experience gifts are really great because then you can do them together and make memories. A photo book of each other, uh, hearing or seeing your partner express interest in something and getting it for them because they won't get it for themselves. Getting something for them to add to a collection or a bottle of their favorite wine are also great examples of gifts that you can give when you're in a committed relationship. 
So in parenting, giving gifts could be uh, snacks, candy, makeup, a book, something to personalize their room, clothing, and then not my favorite, but even gift cards or cash, something for their favorite online game. I love to do a little note or doodle included in their lunch for school. My youngest uh, daughter just absolutely, she'll ask me for it if I don't do it. So because you're saying that, Mm -hmm. I came home and Allie had put notes everywhere in my house. I kept finding these fucking things later. The post-it notes. Yeah, I'd open my laptop and go, oh, I love you, honey, or whatever. And if you take like a day trip or go on a trip as a family, a small trinket for them, a souvenir to bring home and remember the trip, leaving a surprise in their room to find, like don't even say anything, just, you know, they're going to see it, put it in an obvious place, but just leave it there for them. You don't have to make like a big deal out of it, but it's just something fun for them to find a special trip to the store, either just for them one-on-one time to pick something out or for them to pick out something for siblings or parents or something like that. A lot of these love languages stem from parents, Mm -hmm. the relationships they've had with their children. So I think it's important to to express all these love languages in the way that your kids need. Mm -hmm. They all have their own special love languages too. But if they don't learn it, they're not going to do it. So Mm -hmm. gift giving, I think, from our end is very important because it teaches them no, I'm curious too, you know, in a nature versus nurture determines what our love languages are or our birth order or how our parents raised us. Did did we lack something and so that now we crave it or did they show us and so now we follow that example? There's so many ways of looking at this, but I bet you I bet you we could google right now birth order and love love languages and see something on it. Maybe we'll do it and bring it up next time. We talk about love languages. That sounds good to me. All right. So we end each episode by going over our currently list. This is a list of things that documents a little bit of everything of what's happening in our lives right now. Uh, I will post this list on our Instagram at pod, a little bit of everything. Would love to have you add your own in the comments. I also added a blank template to our highlights on Instagram. If you want to fill out your own and tag us. Scotty, what are you wishing this week? So we're going to have similar. I kind of stole this from you because we're both football fans. I am wishing for a wild card weekend uh, extravaganza. I want the Niner to beat the ever-living shit out of the Seahawks. Okay. What are you loving? I love that there's no one painting in our house finally. Jeez. Yes. What are you making? We have a a generic melody for our opening and closing, I was starting to put some chords together thinking, how can I make a melody? I don't know if it's going to turn out, but maybe together we're thinking, I'm thinking we should have a melody and hopefully we'll both work on that. Yeah, we can do our own sound. I love that. What are you reading? I, I snore and I, I, I haven't, I've been, I guess I'm not breathing sometimes. So I've been studying sleep apnea and to see if there really are micro CPAPs, because I hate those big masks. I feel like fucking alien with these things on my face. Okay. What are you listening to? Going through the different speeches for the Golden Globes, and we missed it this year. I was upset. But Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy got a Golden Globe. Um, he got the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award. 
And so I listened to his um, his acceptance speech or his speech. I saw that too. That's so funny that you said that. And he's like, um, I have the blueprint for the success. And he said, everybody, I got the blueprint, whatever. And he, it's something like this. He goes, there's three three things you need to do. One, pay your ta- taxes. Two, mind your business. Three, keep Will Smith's wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought that was cute. That was great. All right, what are you watching? So we went last night. Uh, we saw Babylon, which was really fascinating. It was a uh, movie about transitioning from silent film to audio. Mm-hmm. It was it was fascinating. It was complex. Some people might have thought it was too much. Allie, what are you wishing? I'm wishing for a win against Brady on Monday. What are you loving? My boss told me about an international grocery store. My oldest son absolutely loves cooking, and he's very good at cooking Asian food. And so he, I asked him if he wanted to go, and he said yes. So I took him and my younger two girls to the grocery store, this international grocery store. We went on Tuesday, and we found so much good stuff to try, unique items, things we had never heard of before. And I love it because it's a great way for my younger two, one of whom is very picky, to try new things. And she, It might just be candy, but at least it's something new. And she, we got these potato chips that she hated, but she tried them. And, so, <laughs> it, and it was really fun to go yeah. and see everything. It's a huge place. We're going to go back for a date night. What are you making? I am making plans for our trip that we're going to take. And I'm very excited. Yay. Very. What are we reading? I mean, what are you reading? You know what I'm reading. What are you reading? <laughs> uh, I am reading material for a certification that I'm getting at work. Um, what are you listening to? I'm listening to Unholy by Sam Smith. It is such a good song. I could listen to it a hundred times. It okay. Just, it makes my body move. Is it an old mo- a song by Sam Smith? Or is it a new one? No, it's a new one. I just know the Stay With Me one. Oh, did you? You didn't listen to this one? I don't think. I probably. I don't know. Oh. I, I showed I'm you- sure you've heard it. I'll play it for you when we're done. Okay. Here. Okay. I'll love to see that. And what are you watching? I am watching Kaleidoscope on Netflix, and it is really good. Uh, The premise is that I think there are like seven or eight different colors. Each episode is each episode is titled a color, and I believe my friend Rachel told me about this that everyone watches the first, the same first episode and the same last episode, or. The same, or the last episode is the same. I don't remember. Uh, but all the other episodes are mixed. So she watched the whole series, and it's in a different order than the series that we are watching it in. So I can't wait to finish it and then compare notes with her about what she thought. Because this kind of goes off of our Fleischman conversation. Last week, if you had put Rachel's story first, different Rachel, not my <laughs> friend, character in the show and Toby's story last we wouldn't have liked Toby at the end whereas the way that they did it we didn't like Rachel in the beginning and then we liked Rachel at the end so figuring out how we process this show differently from someone else who has watched it in a different order will be very interesting to me that's it for today be sure to check us out on Instagram 
at pod a little bit of everything. Our TikTok is uh, at A-L-B-O-E underscore pod. Uh, We will let you know when our Patreon is available for exclusive content to help you with dating and relationships, along with discussing a few more private details of our lives. If you liked this episode and you want to hear more, uh, we'd love to get a review from you. If you want to do that, five stars, one star, whatever it is, just tell us what you think. Hit the subscribe button and your device will notify you when our next episode is released. And we are currently on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Goodbye and be safe out there. All right. Like and subscribe, comments, notifications. Love you. Love your show. Bye.